Sometimes when you elect to be an S-Corp, you might also have to change some of your accounting systems. So you might be required to submit your taxes as accrual basis instead of cash basis. So that's with certain industries and certain businesses in particular. Welcome to the Know Your Worth show, where we teach you how to think about your money differently so that you can achieve your sexy money goals. I'm Sydney, your money maven and owner of Know Your Worth. And I'm Kristen, Sid's dime piece bestie, team member, and busy mama twins, here to make sure that those of us without a financial degree can still level up with each episode. Let's get started on reaching your next goal. Hello, welcome to the Know Your Worth podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sydney, your money maven. Hi, and I'm Sid's dime piece bestie, Kristen. <laughs> Hope we're having a wonderful day mm-hmm. and that your new year is off to a great start so far. Last week, we talked a little bit about contractors, Mm -hmm. how to get them started, the 1099 deadline that is quickly approaching. Hopefully, you're getting everything organized to file your 1099s for any contractors that you had that were paid over $600 in the last year. Coming up quick. The responsibility is on the business owner. So you want to make sure you get those out and that you're all organized with those. Cool. So today, we're going to talk a little bit more about employees and making sure you're organized with employees. Mostly just getting set up with employees, how you would consider yourself an employee as the business owner and sort of the differentiation there. So having employees, having payroll is a big topic. It's definitely one that gives business owners a lot of anxiety, too, just to make sure things are set up right. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot that goes into this. We're, We're just talking about a small piece of it today. I would always recommend talking to your CPA talking to your payroll provider. They have really good help desks at a lot of the payroll providers now, the third-party systems that you use, and just making sure that you're up to date with state regulations and industry regulations for those employees. But today we're going to talk a little bit about you as the owner, how you would become an employee of your business, and some of the implications that go along with that. All right. Awesome. So when you are considered an employee of your business, you would be an S-Corp. That means you're not a, a single-member LLC, multi-member LLC partnership. You are considered an S-Corp. You can be a, an LLC, but you are electing to be taxed as an S-Corp. That means you have to file the correct paperwork with the IRS by the 15th of March of that current year that you want to be considered an S-Corp. So for 2024, you need to file the paperwork before March 15th of this year in order to be considered a an S-Corp for this year. And it is a firm deadline or else you will be considered an S-Corp for the next year. There are some formalities and eligibility requirements to becoming an S-Corp. Certain business types, certain industry types have different requirements for becoming an S-Corp. And it varies state by state. It varies industry by industry. So I would look into the eligibility requirements in your specific industry and in your specific state in order to becoming an S-Corp. I have a question. Is mm-hmm. this something that you advise your clients on or is this more of like a tax accountant would? So I do a little bit of advising on this. One of the pieces of advice I got from my tax accountant was that it becomes more beneficial for taxes for the owner to become an S-Corp when your business is profiting $50,000 or more as a general estimate. So if you are an LLC and you're paying yourself through owner draws, which would come out on the balance sheet, that's not considered a taxable deduction of the business. So that's not reducing your net income at the bottom of your income statement. If your net income at the bottom of your income statement is more than $50,000, you might want to consider becoming 
an S-corp because the taxation on that money is more beneficial to become an S-corp and pay yourself through payroll and pay payroll taxes and Social Security and Medicare than it is to be considered an LLC where you would pay yourself through owner draw and then you submit the Schedule C you are required to pay self-employment taxes and things like that. So the taxes okay. are a little bit different if you have payroll and you're an employee rather than if you are an LLC or a partnership or anything like that where you would just be paying yourself through owner drop. Got it. This is where you would definitely want to consult with a tax accountant for what the most beneficial time is. You would make that transition to an S-corp. You'd need to submit the paperwork with the IRS and then you would be considered an employee of the business. When you become an S-Corp, you have a couple other requirements too that you have to perform. There are some formalities. So you have to have regular board meetings and shareholder meetings hmm. and you have to keep the meeting minutes and then you have to maintain corporate bylaws. So there's a little bit more structure to it. That sounds really yeah, intense. That intense. Um, but it's basically just keeping record of things. You can have your board meeting anywhere too. So it can be a nice business expense. If you go out and have your board meeting with your board or your your owners of your business and you do a little trip for it, you have a good meeting, it's all business, you can write that off, make sure you have your meeting minutes and you can get all that done. But it's it's really just recording and documenting. That way you really can provide the reasoning for what the board meeting is, what you discuss. It can be just where the business is at, what your goals are, what the strategy is for the next quarter, how your previous quarter was, put your financial statements in there, and then all the owners of the business would sign off on the meeting minutes as well. And so it just, it's it's not a terrible thing to do. It's not anything crazy, but you would want to just keep kind of those meeting minutes and record that when your meetings were so that you have that documented. Under what circumstance would somebody ever ask for those minutes like if you're just getting audited yeah the irs requires them yeah okay. but yeah. you don't have to like turn them all in at the end of the year like here's all our meeting minutes you know this will be the first year i'm an s corp so i don't believe so you don't think okay. you turn them in quarterly did, we, did you have board meetings this will be the first year that i am oh okay. so, yeah so you're so submitting this will be the, the first year by mm -hmm. march 15th yeah. to be it for this year yes can i come to the board meeting yes Will there be food? <laughs> absolutely. Okay, I'm absolutely. I'm on the board. <laughs> yeah. So I'll probably be taking the minute. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, of course you're going to be there. You're definitely going to be there. Okay. You're right. definitely going to be there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you have to maintain and keep them. I don't believe you have to turn them in with your taxes, but that's a good question. I should probably look into that. Well, I will keep our board minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Organized. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm on it. And you do need to maintain them. You do need to keep them, but uh, I don't believe you have to turn them in throughout the year. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a cover your butt thing. Exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. So when you are onboarding yourself as an employee, you want to make sure that you're registered with your state for collecting payroll taxes for your employees and yourself, for workers' compensation, for the local taxes in your locality. You want to make sure that you're really registered for all of the different taxing entities and that you have your correct IDs and your account numbers for those tax collections. What's nice is a lot of the third-party payroll softwares, Gusto is the one that I really recommend to a lot of our clients. It's just one of the most simple systems to get started on. If you have a smaller number of employees and their payroll isn't necessarily anything crazy, 
I'd say a lot of the larger companies that we use, they use ADP paychecks and Paycor, bigger firms. But for a lot of our clients that have, you know, anywhere from one employee in their business to 20 employees in the business, Gusto is is a great is a great one. I'm not a huge fan of QuickBooks for payroll. Mm-hmm. It's a separate segment of QuickBooks. So when you call the help desk and support, if you call for QuickBooks payroll, it's completely different than QuickBooks like bookkeeping software. Oh, okay. And I've not had a lot of good experiences with the payroll assistance. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah. So yeah. what's your favorite processor? Gusto is my favorite yeah. processor. It has such yeah. a cool like look to it. Everything's very like simple and mm-hmm. yeah, just makes sense. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that QuickBooks, if you are a someone that's new to paying employees and having payroll taxes and payroll in general, I think QuickBooks lets you go on for too long without having all the information that you need. Mm-hmm. So say you forgot to or you didn't know that you had to sign up with your local tax entity for tax collection and you never put in your local account number. QuickBooks has let clients like we onboarded new clients and QuickBooks has all these alerts in there that they never put in their account number and QuickBooks is still letting them pay their employees. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, hey, alert. This isn't being paid. Oh, hey, alert. We're not submitting your taxes, but we're still letting you pay your employees and we're not going to do anything about it. We're just going to put this red alert, random alert. And a lot of the times people just ignore it because they're just like, oh, this is like a pop up. Yeah. And so then they get to the end of the year and they like owe all this money Uh because they didn't pay it throughout the year. That's a dagger. Yep. So what does Gusto do? Gusto will say, we're shutting off your subscription or we will not issue your next payroll after like 30 days. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the information within 30 days, they will like shut it down. So they in their alerts are like, you will not be able to run payroll. You cannot pay your people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's it, scary. And like for the one that was really cool, the client that I was working with, Gusto also was smart enough to recognize who the local taxing entity was and provided the phone number right on the alert. And that's like, crazy. We don't have your account number for Berkheimer this. Here's the number. Yeah. And called the number. Great. This is all you need to do. Submit here. Gave us a number. Entered it in. And it was just very easy to get everything situated that way. So there are a lot of different steps for payroll. But when you use a good third-party software, you will feel a lot more comfort knowing that you have everything set up the right way. I think that's a great tip for somebody who maybe uses QuickBooks and they're like, oh, it just makes sense to stick with the same brand Mm -hmm. or the same company when it's not actually great. Right. And if you have a lot of employees, QuickBooks is expensive Mm because their pay per employee can get up very high very quickly if you have a lot of employees. Does Gusto have a pay per employee? They do, but it's just more reasonable. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think once you get to a lot of employees, somewhere like ADP might be a better option because their pricing is built for larger companies. Mm -hmm. So if you have a lot of employees, you might be looking at something more like ADP. But Gusto's not bad. I think QuickBooks can get very pricey very quick for a lot of employees, in my opinion. Cool. Good tip. But pro advisors, we get discounts, but it has to be a new account to set up to get that discount with a pro advisor. All right. So with you being the employee in the business now, you need to also set a reasonable salary for yourself. What is reasonable? You would want to look at kind of the industry that you're in, Mm -hmm. the market that you're in, the area that you're in, and you'd want to set your salary to be something reasonable. 
the reason for this is because, and this is again what my tax accountant advised us on, you can't set something too low. That's mm-hmm. more what they're worried about is that you'll set a salary that's like, oh, $5,000 a year. I mean, that's really low, but Say you set your salary as $20,000 a year. You're also allowed to take distributions in your business Mm -hmm. as the owner and as an S-corp. So you can take distributions in your business that are up to the amount of your salary. So say you paid yourself $20,000 in payroll, you can also pay yourself $20,000 in distributions. And the distributions are not subject to Medicare or Social Security taxes. So you're able to take a little bit more out of your business and not pay those taxes on it. So the IRS wants you to have a reasonable salary so that you're not just saying, this is my salary, and then taking the exact same distributions. They want to have it to be reasonable where it's a number that makes sense for your industry and your business. So your distributions cannot exceed your salary. Your distributions cannot exceed your salary. Okay. Mm -hmm. If your distributions exceed your salary, your basis is off. Like, so you you don't have enough basis in your company to have that level like of distributions. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So a lot of the times what people do or business owners will do it, the ones that we work with, they'll take a distribution at the end of the year to pay all the taxes, all their personal taxes from their business. Oh, that's smart. So they'll take a distribution and that distribution will pay whatever tax bill they have at the end of the year to kind of true things up. Or it's like a bonus for yourself at the end of the year. You just take a nice distribution. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes when you elect to be an S-corp, you might also have to change some of your accounting systems. So you might be required to submit your taxes as accrual basis instead of cash basis. So that's with certain industries and certain businesses in particular. So that's just something that you'd want to look at and make sure that you are keeping track of all of your records the correct way. Sometimes you just have to have more stringent accounting practices. It's just one of the changes as well, too. That is most of the basics around it. Whenever you are onboarding employees into the system, the payroll software that you would typically use, Gusto, Paychex, Paycor, any of those, will have a nice onboarding system that you can get all of the information that you need from those employees. A lot of them have self-onboarding now where you can just send them a link to get in so that way their W-4 information is filled out correctly. And you know that the it's on the employee then to fill out and input things. It's not necessarily on the employer. So that's a really nice feature of a lot of those too. You don't have to collect as much information and make sure it's all manually input correctly. I mean, I've been onboarded to Gusto as a contractor, but just mm-hmm. going through its process was so easy. Mm-hmm. I got a link. I clicked it. Everything was laid out for me. I just had to find my documents, like upload everything. It was perfect. Yeah. Really yeah. easy. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. So it's not, it's a, it's a, Daunting process at first, but it's really just as long as you're planning for it, like you're not retroactively doing the work, Mm -hmm. you know, so I would avoid registering as of the middle of March because that's what happened to us last year is we registered in the beginning of March to become an S-Corp for last year for 2023 and the IRS didn't get the paperwork on time. So we went back and forth with them saying like, we did get this in, we did get this in, we did get this in. And they just said, no, it wasn't in. And it was. So we were not an S-Corp last year. We were an LLC last, single member LLC last year. And this year we were officially an S-Corp as at the beginning of this year. So even though you mailed it, Mm -hmm. they didn't open it. Right. Right. Yeah. Never heard so many arbitrary calendar dates and rules and everything is just so like. 
mm-hmm. just felt like it today, bestie. So this is how we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It just doesn't. I don't know. And it is different, too. So if that ever happens or I think a lot of the times what people and business owners do is when things like that happen, they just have this immediate panic that like, you know, I'm going to get fined. I'm going to jail. Everything's wrong. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's I just it gets so high. Like so <laughs> but all that really needs to happen is that you just need to file the appropriate amended paperwork. So like I was on payroll for a minute because we were supposed to be an S-corp. And so all that we need to do is so basically that salary now becomes an owner draw. And I just need to amend the payroll taxes that we submitted for the company. And that turns into a credit on our account for the next year. Mm. And if we wanted to get those funds back, you just write a letter saying that you want those funds back. The processing time is like very long on it. So it'll take you a long time to like get a check back. Yeah. Uh, But it'll just go on to a credit. So you just have to amend all of the filings, which is annoying. You know, it's it's work, but it's But nothing's permanent. No. Like for the Mm -hmm. most part. Unless exactly. you go to jail, then that seems upsetting. <laughs> well, but. <laughs> yeah. But most of the time, uh, if you're doing things in earnest and you're documenting what you're doing and you're making sure that things are accurate, you're asking for help. When things do happen like that, where the deadlines are just missed or where things are off, you can remedy the situ- situation pretty easily. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once again, you prove to be a wealth of information. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it happens. It's always good when you go through it yourself. So. <laughs> You know, most of the things that we talk about here are things that we've gone through or we've assisted our clients going through. So Know Your Worth now works with more than 40 month-to-month clients. That's amazing. So, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. So we have 40, over 40 clients that we work with on a month-to-month basis. And so we see, we've seen a lot. You know, we've worked with a I've lot. Seen we've seen inbox. a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do see a lot. Right now, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, year end. But I know that... uh it always helps. You know, we go through a lot. We learn a lot. Every time we see something new, we want to do the research on it and make sure that we are a good wealth of information for our clients. So if you're out there and you're wondering what you need to do in your situation, reach out to us, see what we can help with. And and we'll try to get everything situated from a bookkeeping standpoint, from clean accounting standpoint, and how we can help you with what we've seen from our other clients. So send us an email, tell us what you need help with and and we're happy to get you onboarded. Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> I think for the next episode, we're probably going to talk a little bit more about some of our feelings, I think. We're going to backpedal a little bit from all of the, you know, formalities of what we've been going over here and going to soften it a little bit. So next yeah. week's going to be a little bit more about, I think, what did we say? Qualitative versus quantitative goals. So we like to spoon feed you the hard stuff <laughs> and then back up a little bit and rub your back. Because we need to spoon feed it ourselves <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So it'd be a good uh, little change of pace here from pedal to the metal with employees and 10 Yeah, exactly. So have a great rest of your yeah. week. We'll see we'll you see next, next week, week and enjoy. Bye, guys. If you found a bit of inspiration in this episode for achieving your sexy money goals, click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app or YouTube so that you never miss an episode. If you're a growing entrepreneur, but you're still managing your own bookkeeping, it's time to bring on a bookkeeper to make sure your numbers are accurate and you're maximizing your financial opportunities. From categorizing your transactions to account reconciliation and financial statements, we'll take it all off your plate so you can focus on the parts of your business that light you up. Book a call with us and let's see if we'd be a great fit to work together as you grow into your next level business.